You're not ready for the big move. Yes, I am. I want your big move. You can't move. handle the big move, trust Tell me. Tell me a big move. I work dirty dancing into the conversation. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. What the hell was that? I'm showing you the magic. I, yeah. No, I said come 90 and then I come 10. You don't go to whole 100. You complete me. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. And we hope to have you at hello as well. Welcome, everyone, to the fifth episode of Dudes Love Rom-Coms, a show where guys finally open up and express their true feelings on rom-coms. My name is Mike, and I'm joined by my good friends Kyle. Whoopsie-daisy. What did you say? Nothing. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You said whoopsie-daisy. I don't think so. No one says whoopsie-daisies, do they? There's no unless. No one has said whoopsie daisies for 50 years, and even though it was only girl, little girls with blonde pigtails. Exactly. Here we go again. Whoopsie daisy, it's a disease. I got it. It's a clinical thing. I take pills that have injections. It won't last long. <laughs> you guys didn't tell me you were doing that. Yeah, I know I didn't, so. Surprising. Did While he was at church. We literally were texting right now before, so when we were going around, I was... Wow, that's spontaneous of you guys. Yeah. We're, we're mixing it up, even after... Just wanted hours. to intro the movie. <laughs> and if you couldn't tell, my other good buddy Trent... I am here. Whoopsie-daising <laughs> all over the place. We'll count that as an intro for both of you. <laughs> but if you couldn't guess the movie already, today we are doing the 1999 British rom-com Notting Hill. A brief intro before we get started. William Thacker, played by Hugh Grant, is a London bookstore owner whose humdrum existence is thrown into a romantic turmoil when famous American actress Anna Scott, played by Julia Roberts, appears in his shop. A chance encounter over spilled orange juice leads to a kiss that blossoms into a full-blown affair. As the average bloke and glamorous movie star draw closer and closer together, they struggle to reconcile... <laughs> they struggle to reconcile... Talk about somebody the- struggling. <laughs> <laughs> they struggle to reconcile their radically different lifestyles in the name of love comedy ensues hilarity is very abundant guys why did we like this movie why do you guys like Notting Hill yeah I can kick it off I think it's really kind of just comes down to the plot line of the movie just the idea of the normal Joe Schmo like starting to date some big name celebrity and just the potential of that happening in our lives is like a funny thing to think about. Like I'm watching the entire movie and all I'm thinking about is that this is me and Jennifer Lawrence and just like dreaming, like how would I deal with these situations if like I brought Jennifer Lawrence back to my apartment and like hiding my roommates from her. And Kyle, <laughs> AKA Spike came to the door. Yeah. <laughs> that might be another yeah, roommate. That would be, the- well, this, this reminded- Along those lines, this reminded me of, if you remember back to Hitch, when we actually discussed this, when I talked about... The Allegra Cole thing, yeah. What we would say... No, I was going to say what we would say if you ran into a celebrity. <laughs> Taylor Swift, Taylor, Taylor Smith. Smith. Taylor Smith. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is shop. Taylor Swift, yes. though, here. Did you come up with a line after watching the movie? What would be your line when she walks into a bookstore? I don't know. Jennifer I mean, Lawrence. I don't... I mean, I think Hugh Grant played it pretty well. I think Hugh Grant did a really good job. You're welcome. And uh, may I also say, um, heavenly, I just take my one chance to say it. After you've read that terrible book, you're certainly not going to be coming back to the shop. Playing that character in kind of the kind of <clears throat> insecure, um, stumbling on his words a little bit and just like awkwardness, it like comes off like kind of like 
witty and and smooth and charming somehow. So I don't know. I would just try to talk as be as normal as possible. What was his line when she was leaving? It's like it has been sublime or something oh, like that. She's uh, awkward at first. Yeah, it was. But then she opens up, and I think that's just her portraying that she's a celebrity and nervous to interact with people given the scale that it could affect her life yeah his line yeah it was surreal but nice yeah i, I mean that's a and then he apologized one. for it and then she was like no it was great that's what you got to say when you meet uh jennifer lawrence at a coffee shop yeah, yeah. Surreal, Al- albert and like, surreal just totally rip off the but movie. nice <laughs> but i think she would probably call me out on it too and be like did you just quote notting hill and i'd be like yeah aren't you just a girl i feel like Looking it's one of those boy? one of those movies that's not so mainstream that she would call you out but Possibly. But J Law would I think too though, we've always Mike, you've asked us like what's our line? But in this story it's kinda just like fate, love happens to them, right? They run into each other, orange juice spills. It's not like he has a big line that sweeps her off her feet. It's just like to me the whole time, there's a lot of struggles about the relationship, but it's every the whole time you're like, This is fate, they're meant to be together. When is it gonna happen? Is that why you think guys like it? I (laughs) the idea of fate, yeah. Yeah, why not? I, me personally, when I walk it, I would love to walk down and bump into a really attractive girl, hit it off with her, and all of a sudden we fall in love and there's a relationship. But and she happens to make fifteen million dollars a movie. Yeah. Well, I'm more about the love than the money, Mike. You know, you know that. <laughs> so, what's your reason for guys liking it, Kyle? Why guys like it is Julia Roberts is America's street sweetheart, and I have not watched the many many movies recently with her in it. But going back and watching this, I'm like. Realize why I I've we, fallen. For we her. need Julia Roberts back in our lives. Yeah, I want to go back and watch a bunch of other movies because she, she crushed the late nineties. Yeah, she was just so mean in this, at least at the beginning, and I felt like she never really softened. But I think the idea, though, there's like bits and pieces. I thought a good scene was when uh, they were jumping the fence, kind of with our intro. Yeah, but she was really reserved there. But the second they got into the park, it was kind of like her private world. And she starts opening up. You're kind of like, I think I'm that involved, was but to I'm be with kind of you. Symbolic, like in the gar- like in the garden. She was, she's in a private garden. They're out of the public, and now she can kind of be herself, a little bit. More. So I think they're trying to portray that issue reserved. But even there's a lot of scenes where little bits come out, and you're like, she is lovable, and it's Julia. She Roberts. she lives with a veil in front of herself, like covering, like keeping people out, given yeah. her celebrity. Uh, and not letting other people in. So That's true. Well, tying into the Anna Scott character and why we all like her and a.k.a. Julia Roberts, my favorite part about the movie, and I think why guys like it, is this redemption story for William Thacker. And the fact that in a lot of rom-coms, the guy is chasing the girl and trying to prove his love. In this, Anna Scott comes into the bookstore, basically throws herself at William he turns her down. Everyone's just thinking, why did he do that? This is crazy. And then you have that scene where he's with his family, his friends, telling them what ha- went down and what happened. I mean, I know she's an actress and all that, so she can deliver a line. But um, she said she might be as famous as it can be, but also that she was just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And it's panning around, looking at everybody's faces, and they're just stunned and in disbelief. And then they go and get in the car and drive to wherever it was, the Hilton, and try and get her back. I just think guys like seeing the role reversal and the, I messed this up, 
I'm going to redeem myself and try and get her back. Yeah, I think that makes sense. You don't, And it's kind of interesting in that one. It's like you have the superstar celebrity is the person that's like really like head over heels and like is throwing themselves out there. Mm-hmm. It's like you would definitely expect to normally see it the other way around. Yeah. Not to say that William Thacker wasn't head over heels for Anna Scott, but... Yeah. Yeah, he and everyone else in the world, basically, though. So. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm I'm head over heels about Julia Roberts, too. <laughs> well, why do we think girls like it, then? We've talked a little bit about why guys like it. Let's lead in the females. Kyle. Um, I think, yeah, for girls, I mean, it's a soppy love story, but I think the idea was it's attracted with the cross-border rags to riches. I think girls are attracted to the idea that there's the American girl getting the foreign British guy. And when I saw that, I immediately connected that and said, this is why girls like it. Do girls, girls love British accents, right? That's yeah. just common knowledge. I think, I think if you look it up in an encyclopedia, I think it would be right there. <laughs> girls like foreign accents. Yes. Does it go the reverse? Do guys like girls with foreign accents? Some accents. Is it like... <laughs> what accents are yeah. you referring to? I don't know, like, <laughs> like Australian... Like a girl with, a, like, an Australian well, accent. Well, we know guys like, like other guys with Australian accents <laughs> after the last podcast. Yeah, no, I would say there is some sense that uh, guys also like foreign yeah. accents. It's that intrigue. It's that unknown, right? Yeah. The, the foreign adventure. side. Adventure. all that. But I think that plays into it here. You probably don't see it as much given that they're always in one city mm-hmm. in London, but you kind of get glimpses of it um, as she's the American girl uh, has to go back all yeah. the time, but she's always coming to London indefinitely. Along those lines, I don't know why London is just filled with romance for me. It just seems like such a romantic place where maybe it's because of this movie, but it just seems like anything's possible. It's similar to New York in that sense. Like I like seeing love movies that take place in London and Paris and these types of cities. Yeah, and I would think probably, I mean, we're probably a little jaded with the New York as a setting because, mm-hmm. like, living here, but for, like, London, it's it has that sense of, like, adventure and far away. So you're That's telling me, Mike, well. if this was in a farm in Idaho, this would not be the same thing? I don't know. Maybe it would be. I, yeah, I think his uh, travel bookstore would probably be struggling a little bit in yeah. uh, the middle of nowhere in Idaho. Well, that's that's the thing I didn't get. Like, it didn't seem like Julia Roberts like liked to travel or anything in it. It was kind of random. Why? She, what 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 was even the country she was looking at? Turkey. Turkey, right? I was like that whole. If you literally deep dive into that, I was like, wait a second. But fate is fate, and I'll go back to it. They were meant to be together. Yeah. Trent, I mean, why do you think girls like it? I think girls, if you look at like some of the other movies that we've that we've done so far on the podcast, and this is definitely, I think, the most romantic of them. This one definitely leans more towards the romance side, so it kind of gets to just the pure love story type movie. If you, I think, you take Spike's character out of it, you maybe lose a few of the jokes, and you're literally just looking at a love story type movie. And so, girls like that. That's a genre that is that is the target market is like young girls that like searching for love type thing and i mean i was a young guy and i liked it yeah and julia i mean julia roberts character too like everyone yeah in the 90s no one didn't everyone loved any movie julia roberts did so (laughs) doing a little social media for us kyle (laughs) yeah just trying to keep the uh yeah we'll be live streaming this but i think it's finally it took us 
couple episodes for us to truly finally open up, and I agree with you on that. <laughs> There's more ROM than com on it, and I think we were a little nervous. We wanted to handle with our com- comedic side, but this is us truly opening up ROM over com in this rom-com. Yeah, we're like finally, like with this one, we're starting to go back to like a pure classic rom-com it's funny that you guys feel this way because when i was thinking of starting this podcast this was the type of movie that i thought every movie would be talking about would be i love the romantic comedies that are a little more romantic call me sappy i did when i went to london last i walked around and tried to find all these places didn't have much luck (laughs) there's there apparently there's there's a tour now that you can do a notting hill tour yeah so you couldn't get on the tour? How did you not have luck? No, I found out about the tour like when oh, I was doing research for oh, this. After. Oh, after. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. I wasn't really that well prepared. I just walked yeah. around by myself. Doesn't seem like you were dedicated enough. <laughs> Sounds That's like you took that kind of. I think that out. leads into uh, kind of fun facts. I did not know that there was a Notting Hill tour. Yeah. In London. We'll <laughs> well, have that's to not check my that fun out. fact. But I'll, I'll start with my fun fact since you guys have started off in the other categories. Mine would be that throughout the movie. Anna never says William's name, either in conversation or when addressing him directly. Now, he does, or she does say flopsy, floppy, but that doesn't count. It makes a lot of sense, and I think the writing in the movie, like, you kind of, like, just assume everyone knows each other's names, because you, like, rarely hear the character's name said. Like, when I was, like, looking through the cast list, and they would just have their, like, first name listed with, like, Bernie and Max and honey and bella and i'm like i don't know which of his friends each one is like i don't like yeah, the, the names aren't like they don't stick that well the only one except that, for spike yes yeah, spike i was just spike gonna say that spike's sticks. the one that sticks coming in hot for the first scene where he's trying all the t-shirts but you're right yeah was that did they through your research uh was there a reason why they didn't or was there any know. color from the writer on that or in hindsight it really seems that that would be very fitting for her character yeah because she's sort of views herself in this celebrity type well yeah I, I agree with that and the scene that i think of is the interview scene when when he walks in and she's wearing a full suit and tie right and julia roberts is and to me i was like that kind of showed kind of what level of a hollywood a-lister she was there so it's not surprising but i did not notice that when i've I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back out watch and really dig into that. It's one of those things. It's so subtle, but when you view it in hindsight, it makes so much sense. But Kyle, what was your trivia? Uh, my trivia was so the apartment that William lives in is 280 Westbourne Park Road in Nighting Hill. It's it's the famous blue door from the film. Uh, it was inspired by the writer who once actually lived there, and the original door was sold at auction. But then the owners decided to replace it with a black door because they wanted to attract less attention from movie fans. But since then, it's currently repainted blue to capitalize on the film's popularity. It's probably, really? it's probably on the tour. Yes, it's definitely. It's got. It's probably the key stop. Key stop is right. But I literally I, had nothing to do in London when I was there. I can't believe I didn't look into this. That would have been sweet. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. Did you guys notice that when you were watching the movie? The door? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely no. Like, I'm thinking of the scene where... When they came out with the paparazzi. Yeah. That was when I... And Spike's, when like... Spike's flexing in the <laughs> flexing gray, in the gray and underwear. Like, yeah. And then he goes back in and he's like, oh, yeah, you look good. You look good. Chicks dig the gray. <laughs> Chicks dig the gray briefs. So... 
Uh, my, my actually my trivia was in kind of fun facts was similarly related to the writer uh, Richard Curtis. Um, so that's interesting that he was like that was his home that they filmed it. Um, he's like him and Hugh Grant are just like the rom com power duo because he also wrote Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Jones Diary, and Love Actually. So he's definitely I think the most interesting thing when I found that out is now it makes sense Hugh Grant's character. Like, he is really good at writing those type of characters for Hugh Grant. Because I think he plays that witty, British, charming guy, like, really, really well. And a lot of his roles in all of those movies are, like, sort of kind of the exact same person. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's Richard interesting Richard Curtis to see. is the love doctor. Yes. The British love doctor. I'm trying to think, because you have Notting Hill, you have Love Actually, Bridget Jones' Diary, Four Weddings and Funeral. Is there a similar trilogy or four or five movies that came out in the u.s around that time i guess well i was actually i was actually i went back and listened to an interview with hugh grant that he did after this movie and like kind of in the while he's publicizing it and the one like issue they were having is like everyone was kind of marketing it as oh this is a sequel to four four weddings and a funeral and Uh, they're like oh no it's not it's like just because it's the same actor and the same writer and it's a a rom-com set in London doesn't mean it's the exact same like movie or sequel and like all the characters are different but mm-hmm. that's actually helped them they're like oh I loved Four Weddings and a Funeral and so they kind of were forced to market it as like 2.0 of yeah. Four Weddings and a Funeral more to come we might have to uh, get, get yeah, go back a few years and do that one we're gonna go on a British streak of movies yeah, coming yeah. Up. get our British fix but let's get into favorite scenes oh wait before we do favorite scenes I actually just have to do this is another trivia, and I think it's really funny. But it better be good. That's okay, so well, did you know that uh, Misha Barton, Marissa from the OC, was the twelve-year-old actress who Hugh Grant interviewed during the press tour at the hotel, and when she was like, "Is this your first film?" No, it's my twenty-second. And working with Leonardo was her uh, favorite thing. And Hugh Grant's like Da Vinci, and he's like. <laughs> DiCaprio so that scene I did not notice that but when I was doing my research I saw her name and I was like she was in the movie when That's so awesome. I just had to highlight before sorry to interrupt there no I like that one where Marissa got her start that probably that landed her the Marissa role for the OC probably yeah a couple years later her horse and hound interview that's what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> horse and hound interview a lot of press for that yeah, right a lot of, a lot of horse like, and hound is there an actual magazine horse and hound I believe so yeah but they got well a done. lot of press and the other thing that I was thinking of subscriptions just every, like skyrocketed yeah like even the last scene where he's like from horse and hound like there might have been somebody from Horse and Hound there, no? Yeah. Probably oh, not. Oh, are you, <laughs> oh are, yeah, why would Horse and Hound be doing be a movie on space? <laughs> but still, it's Were just there like, a lot of horses in this yeah. used in the film? It's like, uh, no, it uh, took place in outer space. I would like, we should try to bring somebody from Horse and Hound on to see how their sales did after yeah. that movie was released. Classic <laughs> mix-up. But let's get into favorite scenes. Trent, you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start it off. Um, my favorite scene was the dinner scene. So when uh, Hugh Grant, um, Will Thacker takes um, Anna to to the dinner at Max and Bella's house um, to like cook the dinner. And as actually, I was doing some research. The idea of that is pretty much what Brian Curtis um, or Richard Curtis like gave him the idea for the movie. He is he was just like thinking about how would people react. If I go, like, every week I go have dinner with my friends at their house and they cook dinner, if I brought this A-list celebrity as my date, 
how would everyone react? So like that scene is was the only idea he had. Everything else just kind of like fell into place afterwards. That was kind of the root of it. And just seeing everyone's reactions and how different people respond to celebrities. Hi. Oh God, this is one of those key moments in life when it's possible you can be really genuinely cool and I, I'm going to fail just a hundred percent. And like Bernie's character like doesn't even recognize her at first. And just talking about like, oh, like you're an actor. It's like, oh, that must be so hard struggling, not making any money. Like, have you done any recent work? Like, what did you make? And she's like, uh, $15 million. And he's like, oh, crap. The thing that kind of sucks is I feel like if you invited a celebrity to your house now for something, like I think Leonardo DiCaprio went to some girl's house in Connecticut for Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. and there His were, girlfriend's house, not just yeah, like his, some girl's well, house. his girlfriend's <laughs> house, but then you had extended family members taking pictures and posting it to social media. Would that happen if you brought a celebrity back for... I would heavily thing? brief my family. <laughs> heavily. Yeah, I don't think I would be the surprise. Yeah, that would not be a surprise them. visit, to be honest. <laughs> I think the situation where, like, when she comes back to the apartment, though, and then all of the paparazzi are out there, if she was that level of celebrity that, like, that would I'm bringing home, like, that would happen in a heartbeat to the points you made. It's, it's going to hit social media. There's going to be no way to keep that under wraps. Someone's going to post something that shows that that famous person is at your place and but, the paparazzi will ensue. But back to that scene, I think the idea of the whole family I thought was an awesome add to it and it kind of brought in the realness and relatability. I just loved having the whole family part of trying to get him a girl and they're all close and do, uh, and together in there and then when they talk about how they're all like underachievers like yeah that, who has the worst life like yeah, discussion like, the fact that you and your friends do that like every week is just like all right who's had the worst week but they're all like sharing stuff and I just thought that was really funny and then the idea too is like when um his brother is lifting up her wife to bring her um, to bed every night because she had gotten the accident like that was like that is true love like i'm like i wanted to like jump up scream and be like i love that because that's like the meaning of true love and i think the family added such a good component to it that i'm glad you highlighted that yeah because they that relationship is uh max and uh and bella that was like the yeah that's the epitome of love right there when like every time he picks her up and like when they go into the like the car chase yeah, scene to go on. get her yeah and he's like wait, where's Bella? And like goes and it's like, they halt everything. He picks her up, throws her in the front seat and then they leave. Yeah. And that's Spike has to love, get in the man. trunk. Like, it's like, that's great. That's, oh, yeah, that just gets you jacked up, Mike. And I can see why this really turned you on to rom-coms, yeah. buddy. You, you have the fun, you have the romantic part. It's all good. But that's a side love story that we don't, I mean, it's really yeah. highlighted by Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts, but there's other little ones there that you just got to die. And well, so I mean, Brits, they're very good at, Subtle, yeah, Curtis, subtly. you dog, you. <laughs> what was your favorite scene, Kyle? Uh, mine has to be it's everybody's uh, the scene that everybody thinks about. It's when Spike going out in the <laughs> underwear, right? Yes, yeah, Spike going out in the underwear to the paparazzi. You got me. <laughs> no, that is not, unfortunately, not, but it does come to one. Mine's when Anna returns to the bookstore hoping to win Will back, though he doesn't say her name, but uh, then the line goes, right? And don't forget. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. And I think the reason I love that, it shows with all this being a store a book a store owner and a list celebrity, it's kinda like love isn't complicated, let's just go for it. Like 
we can think about 10 different things, but she's really just opened up there. And the other thing I like about it is usually those scenes are the end of the movie, right? And they get back together. But the fact that, Mike, you've kind of touched on that, that he turns her down, just adds value that you don't need to have this big line to get it to the end. It's kind of like it moved on, even though they still got together eventually. The idea that that she walked away not, like, together, I think added to why it was my favorite scene. Yeah, they could have just stopped it right then. Like, he could have been like, oh, yes, I love you too. Yeah, that's what... Hug, kiss, cut, roll credits. That's why guys like it. It's not It's not that simple. It's a little more complex. Yeah, but I, I think that's also why girls like it too, in that in this, there's a lot of, like, heartbreak, right? Like, they try to get together, but they don't, and I think I've touched on this theme a lot, is the fate aspect, right? Yeah. You always know they meant together, but it's all these little hurdles, and her line there is just, like, really opening up, saying, we should just go for this. Like, why are we even talking about it's this? It's a line and, in our intro. Oh yeah. yeah, you hear it at, yeah. at the beginning of every. For those of you that didn't know, that's where it comes from. Mine is along those lines. It's an Anna Scott William Thacker scene, but it was a little before that when Anna goes out to leave after the first time that they run into each other, and then she comes back to grab the second bag that she just so conveniently forgot. This is a question I have for you guys. Do you think she forgot it on purpose, or do you think it was just she forgot it and she came back? Because then. Ultimately, she ended up kissing him, and he was hooked, and then the movie went on from there. But do you think she consciously forgot the bag, so she would come back and kiss him? I'll go back to my other scene. They're meant to be together. Yeah, I don't like, know. I, I think she really... forgot. I think it's that idea. They ran into each other. She left it there. Like it's They're always meant to be together, and I think if it wasn't, she didn't leave it there. She would just keep walking. So to me, that's some it's fate. It's fate, maybe. And I well, love it. That's have, why I love this movie. She wouldn't have left the bag had she not gone into the store. Because I think the bag was the books she had bought. And so... That's true. Like, yeah. Okay, we'll chalk it up the, to fate. The pieces just all played themselves out perfectly. And now we're going to go into MVP, right? And where are they now? Or did you guys have anything else you wanted to discuss? No, I, I think... I, I could I, discuss this, right? The, the MVP... <laughs> How long are you here? It that's, definitely... That's, it's hard. <laughs> Let's try. I think this we'll is a tough MVP down. race. Well, let's do a where are they now, and then we'll do MVP. So, big relationship, ultimately the spike relationship with his honey. honey. Yeah, that was so funny too when she like announces hey, that like, she's getting yeah. engaged, and then she tells him that like I've gotten into you. Also, right? Did everybody pick like, up that? Up? I feel like uh like like multiple time happens after that before like the movie ends, and I feel like. Will probably should have had a little bit of a concern with his little sister getting engaged to Spike. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like he Not should the have best been. Guy. Not the best he guy. You're an like, older brother. He seems like a Don't really, know if you want to be like, hey, yeah, I live with Spike. He's a great guy. Did you see their apartment? He seems like a good friend to like Max and Bernie and the others, but might be kind of a shitty brother uh, if he's gonna let her go and do that. Unless, like, I mean. I like Spike's character, but it's a little concerning. Oh, Spike though. added the comp side. Oh, he's, oh, he's yeah. Or he, We're not I, quite getting to the MVP yet, but yeah. he's in the runnings. He's definitely in the runnings. He was yeah. just a little daft. I don't think he was a mean-spirited guy. Yeah, daft. But prick. what you got to love about him at the end is he was the one that jumped out of the car to stop, stop the, traffic, the traffic. You know what I mean? Man. Like yeah. that, that is some, That's something that integral. was pivotal to getting him there, right? And for him to kind of take the bullet a little bit. 
So yeah, I mean, I think Spike, you go, I think girl. Spike and Honey guy, are probably whatever. still together. I think that they're just a weird quirky couple that like will be happy. But I mean, I think we were when we look at like Will and uh, and Anna, you've kind of got it. Like I think we're throwing the word fade out so much. They have to still be together. Like, wait, what are we? Sorry, what segment are we on? What are we? Where talking? are they now? Oh, where, where, are, where they are, now? are they now? Okay. I think Alec Baldwin comes back and wins her over. I think Alec Baldwin's he's playing a prick in the movie, so that I don't that think was he's really. Good. Oh yeah, can AKA throw, he's playing Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Can we throw a question? What would you do there? If if, if you got stuck Alec in that Baldwin? situation, no. If you're Will, uh, Will, um, what would you do? Like he played it off well. Like, would you take out the trash? Would you like? Yeah, you got to take out the trash, right? I don't know. You just found out that the girl that, like, I could see people storming out being like, you lied to me, like, well, he knew, what a jerk. Didn't he know that she was on again, off again with him? No. no. She doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't read, read tabloids. The tabloids. He reads travel books. His books. friends did. Ooh. And they told him, was like, yeah, how did you not know that? Yeah, that's pretty bad. So that's him finding out. Like, you, that whole scene was like, hey, do you want to come up? And they're about to, like, make love, baby. Do something. And then he walks into that. Like, what a one... Yeah, eighty three, yeah. sixty, seven. I mean, that's like that's a huge turn. Who's, who's is Jennifer Lawrence like dating a celebrity right now? I don't know. But like, Maybe say, what, say it was like it was like with Bradley Cooper or something. Like, yeah. and like, Can I, I, go the, I, go, J- I go to the hotel. J- I go J- to the Lawrence, hotel. Not J Lo. J Lawrence, <laughs> if you're out there, yeah. Albert's here for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you go like, yeah, if you go and it's like Bradley Cooper's in the room with her and be like, oh crap. Can I have your I'm, especially another I'm celebrity? Screwed. I yeah. might be like pumped. Like, oh, could, do you mind if I hang out with you guys for a little bit? Yo, Leo, what up, yeah, man? Leo, what, you want to grab a drink? You good? <laughs> a couple beers for I mean, boys? I was yeah. kind of coming to hook up with your girlfriend, yeah. but uh, we can just grab some drinks, like play but video it, games. It would also be like if you were second place to, like, Leo. That's fine. Like, I would kind that's of be like... a strong second place. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a strong you finish. You're yeah. still on the podium. You're, you're, first, you're, you're first in a lot of... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, props. Like, I know he's down. I would be down too. But like, thinking in in perspective. Yeah, he goes back to his friends. It's like, oh, how'd it work out with Anna? Oh, it didn't. Um, yeah, she's dating like an A list. I got beat out by another A list celebrity guy. So, yeah, it's okay. So, do we think that they stay together long term? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think, I think the think? fate. I think the fate, the love, it's real. It is. That, that's the thing. Like, I've been doing that theme all. This podcast, and I'm sticking with it. I'm gonna, together. It's I'm meant do... to be. You, yeah. Let's let's hear the uh, <laughs> the, the cynical, yeah, like the cynical. crazy. Who sweeps it? Spike? Yeah. Does Spike sweep in and steal? Uh, steal Anna? No, not Spike this time. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie. <laughs> After he lost his job at the stock exchange. Come yeah. on, let's go, Mike. Let's hear it. No, I think. Uh, okay, fine. I think they get back together and they live happily ever after. Well, they get married. We know that. I do think that the celebrity status takes a little bit of a toll on William, but I think William, you know, has a little career in and of himself. He becomes a, a little bit of a movie star, and I think he ends up cheating on Anna once he gets a little yeah, too famous. That's the other thing I think what we haven't highlighted is he's like a travel bookstore owner, like with no career perspective whatsoever. Like he's down in the dumps. And so this thing takes him. I'm I with think you. He's, he's kind of a social status climber. Like he's looking to get a, a hold on something and let it bring him up. And then once he gets there, he's like a kid in the candy shop. Yeah, but it's not like they didn't really develop that. I guess it's the second <laughs> boy. But like, I, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. <laughs> no, but it's just they they never like. It's not like he travels the world and he wants to keep traveling. It's like 
oh, I just own a bookstore. Well, you know what they say, Kyle? You can't love others until you love yourself. And I don't think William loves himself in this. I really don't. Well, he had his heart broken. Well, yeah. Well, I still need a little more love, William. So, but okay, well, I'm, gonna... I'm just a boy standing in front of you guys, <laughs> talking to you guys, and just looking for love. <laughs> <laughs> it's two to one. We'll say that they get together and stay together. So now, the most important category, MVP. I'm going to go Hugh Grant. I think Hugh's the MVP. I think we talked about, like, one of the reasons guys like it is kind of the ability for the Joe Schmo to kind of step up and take the power position versus, like, a celebrity. He turns her down first. like, And then I think his performance is also really, really good. He plays this really kind of uncertain, uh, nervous Unassuming. guy. Un- yeah, kind of character when he's around her, especially at the beginning. Like, he has some of just, like, the little lines that he, like, isn't really sure what to say. And he just, like, awkward, awkwardly says stuff, like, the surreal but nice. Or I think he had one. Uh, he's like, yeah, please. She's like, please don't tell anyone, like, about this kiss. And he's like, well, I'm going to tell myself probably. But oh, yeah. I probably won't believe it. <laughs> it's he's, like, that's, like, those are, when he's like, getting mad pretty, at himself after the first kiss. Yeah. He's like, why did I say that? What he's like, do you want tea? Do you want orange soda do you want like the honey the honey yeah, apricots the honey like, apricots and you just going all over and at the end he's like wow you're such an idiot i could definitely see myself doing that and kind of getting think, celebrity like yeah shocked a little bit i think there's nothing more endearing than a guy like hugh grant or william thatcher who is for all intents and purposes he's a good looking dude Definitely seems like he can have his way with ladies, but he's unassuming. Tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> no, just non-biased perspective here. You know, game recognizes game. Like, respect. But, uh, yeah, respect. Now we're game living on the street, boys. Yeah, Let's go. Flow. But I'm just saying, seeing a guy in that position, you would think he's got the world at his fingertips, and he's humble. He's, as Trent was saying, a little down in the dumps, unsure of himself. And I think from a guy's and a girl's perspective, that's something that everyone relates to, everyone likes. No one likes, you know, an asshole. So you're saying he's MVP too? Uh, why don't you give yours? I think he is. You think so. it is. I also, all continuation, even though he rejects her too, I thought a great scene when, was when they're in the, like, closed down restaurant like reviewing their options and trying to rationalize like good decision good decision and as he's going and he realized like he even says like and then she said just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her he's like oh, oh wait a second <laughs> i made the wrong decision right that idea too i think shows that he's the mvp goes gets her and the idea that he was a bookstore owner and fate love it all happens william you got anna scott you are the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb a little. I'm going to say Spike. And the only reason I'm saying Spike is because of what you said, Trent, which I didn't think about. Without Spike, this isn't a rom-com. And we can't review it, and it's not something that maybe is played as much because it's a little too deep and serious. And with him, it lightens it. It makes it into a rom-com. Ultimately, we're all talking about it. But he, they made it. He was a great addition because it didn't overwhelm. It was just no, like no. random spike scenes that just kind of added to it a little bit. Or And he was a pivotal part in the whole releasing um, the idea that uh, Anna Scott was in uh, William's apartment and how the yeah. uh, press all came, right? Yeah. So like he added value in it that it wasn't just off the web. Yeah, he didn't take over the yeah. scenes. He just provided enough like kind of banter and one-liners that was just great what I was mean, everybody's favorite spike scene 
I mean, I think it's him flexing in front of the paparazzi, probably. Yeah. I like the t-shirts when he comes down. The t-shirts That's are right good. off the bat. Yeah. yeah, or when he's eating the mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, this yogurt tastes terrible. <laughs> and he has a uh, cigarette, it's, too. He it's, gets... He's smoking a cigarette, eating a jar of mayonnaise. Or he's he... like, this yogurt tastes terrible. And he's like, oh, it's mayonnaise. And then he takes another scoop, and he's like, oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Or the fact where he's wearing, like, the scuba diving suit and just like, yeah, I thought it would be fashionable. It was just like, you don't get it, dude. That was complete. That scuba suit scene was, like, completely. Like, that part of the scene was, like, completely unnecessary. No, but he ties it in because he's wearing it at the the movies. So, like, to to that point, I did initially think that, but it added value in that it made it. And that was such a lovey-dove scene, too, with the movies. I was just like, oh, you guys are in love. Guys, this was fun. This was good. I think we're going to need to keep doing some more of these kind of pure, old, classic rom-coms. We're going to mix them in every now and then. We're finally really opening up here with this rom-com. I think we're hitting hitting our stride. Yeah, we're hitting our stride. We've got our social media account, Dudes Love Rom-Coms, on IG. Follow us. Like Keep an us. eye out on the weekend stories. Try to let you know what's uh, what's on your cable TV lineup for yeah. rom coms. So. We got Trent putting that together. Oh yeah, shout, shout just out scouring the DVRs. Yeah, shout out to all your listeners in India. We know you're out there. Yeah, like, appreciate the looks. Yeah. I saw some listeners in Finland. Oh really? Really yeah. nice. Yeah. We got some Canada Love and Australia's. This rom com movement is global. You guys all know it. We it's, know it. It's happening. It's happening. Really, we went from seven to fourteen yeah. listeners. <laughs> just, if you're ever up in New York, want to make a Stop by the studio. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, or shoot us emails. We love the emails. Keep them coming. Emails at dudeslovebroncoms at gmail.com We can answer your questions. Maybe next episode we'll start doing that. Do a little mailbag. Yeah, maybe a mailbag episode. But everybody, thank you for listening. Keep laughing. Keep crying. Keep falling in love. And we'll talk to you next time here on Dudes Love Rom. Whoopsie daisy! Whoopsie daisy, baby! Just a girl!